The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using the promo code SGPN. Then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Just in time for summer, the SGPN Store has a new line of mesh shorts. Use the promo code SHORTS at store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com for 10% off. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Friday, May the 12th, possibly, and we are here with a little turbo show Fridays. Um, we can do what we want. It's like the, the last day of term when you can bring hungry hippos into school. Uh, Friday, we get to do whatever we like. So I think myself and Noah have handicapped a few games. And then Noah's going to duck and dive through some of the um, current ILs um, around MLB as well. See what we make of all of that. Uh, so joining me tonight... Uh, off the youth team is Mr. Noah Beanick. I am. Um, I've always introduced you, Noah, as Noah Benick. And then, well, I listened to your show the other day, and you introduced <laughs> yourself as Noah Beanick. So why didn't you ever tell me? I'm that not I was one saying to correct people. I, I, but on your name, I, though, that's quite important. But the the name part of it, it's been Americanized to Beanick. Uh, Polish, it's Bieniek. So yeah. there, it's 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 all over the place, and I don't really even, I, I don't really even care. But it's in my Twitter bio. That way, if anybody actually wants to learn it, I just have it parenthesized how you say it because so yeah. many people struggle with it. Growing up in classes, it's like it is what it is. Like, but uh, I always just say it's like the it's like the insect bee and the boy's name, Nick. Ah, okay. Malcolm, speaking of boys, uh, I, I heard somebody won a little championship over there. Eh? <laughs> yeah, Bob won his trophy. I posted, I posted the video earlier on of, uh, of Bob's the under the under 11's cup final. It wasn't very competitive, so that's why <laughs> I'm not really flexing very much. Cause it's lovely to see them play. They're very, You're very, very. Flexing? Aren't you just wearing the the quarter zip right now? Well, that's just I've just come in. <laughs> that's not because I'm flexing. I've just come in from coaching. Uh, what coaching? I stand on the side and make unhelpful remarks. That's what I do. Is um, MB the uh, like abbreviation for the team or your no? That's me for your name. Yeah, that's me. Okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah, the the club, the club badge, the club are called Red House Farm. Red House uh, Farm, and that's me. Yes, this is for laundry purposes, Noah. I always, oh. I never understood why um, all like football blokes had the initials on their clothes. I thought it was just a bit silly, and then it turns out it's just so whoever's doing all the laundry knows who they are, gotcha. uh, which makes more sense now. Once you say that, it's not. Yeah, uh, it's quite straightforward. So no, it wasn't very competitive. It, it finished fifteen to one. Um, but anyway, the the boys were very good, and they had a lovely time that waving the nuts, <laughs> wa- waving the trophy around and shit like that. So yeah, he's he's, uh, he's sitting through there now. He's having an extra half an hour chill time because he should be in bed. But I told you, I told you behind the the curtain of the show, I was like, I always thought that behind you of your right shoulder was a window, and I thought like the light was maybe like a 
the sun and it was raining on the window yeah. with the design of it. Never thought that was actually a connection to your house. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's another wing of the uh, of the palace that Moon have things. Uh-huh. Uh, Moon have things. Celebrity. So Speaking it does rain of- here a lot, but it doesn't rain every single hour of every day. That would be. Speaking uh, a bit of, Munaf's palace just grew one more population over the week. Yeah, I know. What a beautiful little boy as well. Betty's, um, my daughter, is absolutely obsessed with him. She's been wandering <laughs> around the house the last few days going, oh, Michael's so cute. Michael's so <laughs> cute. Um, so, yeah, um, need to need to speak to Munaf, but absolutely over the moon uh, for all of the uh, Manji family. Uh, I'm sure that goes for everyone at the MLB Gambling Podcast family as well. So. Yeah, we've been joking around in the uh, Sports Gambling Podcast family about uh, baby races, and then we need gambling odds on those. It'd be like oh, you know, yeah. horse races. Like, just have the, the dads, come on, come on, come on. It would be so competitive. <laughs> it would be hilarious. Put that thing oh. on Twitter. Oh, my God, it would blow up. Absolutely. Yeah, I love out like that. Um, <laughs> so what we've done, Noah, is... Um, I wasn't even sure. I'm still very tired and emotional. I haven't recovered from pulling that all night on Wednesday. So I messaged you before. I said, don't overestimate just how <laughs> tired and grumpy I am. Yeah, I was, uh, was going to ask if you ever brought it up. I was going to be like, who pissed in your Cheerios? Have you heard that statement before? Oh, well, we talked, we talked about a cereal last cereal. night on the show, actually. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for him to drop that, but he didn't. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, so... Anyway, we've done what we've done. I've got three games. <laughs> I'll pick three games. Three of the bigger games and, and one game that I'd quite like the look of. Uh, and by accident, I've got a total, a lock and a dog, which was an accident. You've picked three games as well. And then you've got yeah, a little you, dive. You grabbed uh, three of your favorite games. I grabbed the last three top pitching matchups. That's how I did it. So yeah. we've got six different games here to talk about today. Uh, so we're going to try and fire through this in about half an hour, which gives everyone a chance to consume it on a weekend because I know everybody's busy. Uh, I'm off to Leeds. I've got to leave here at 7.30 in the morning because I'm going to Leeds United away. Uh, Leeds v Newcastle, which is a 12.30 kickoff. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I don't know if I'm excited. I'm anxious. I'm very nervous. It's a big game tomorrow. Uh, and I'm a bit of a jinx on the road for Newcastle. Uh, so hopefully I won't jinx that. Um, Captain Sano has landed. Captain... Uh, aye, aye, how are you doing? Um, I'll tell you first about Shady Rays and Shady May. Uh, Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. And not only do you get an amazing 50% off, you'll have a chance to win $500. Shady Rays got you covered from the sun to the slopes. Premium polarized shades, durable frames, clear optics. If you lose or break them, Shady Rays will replace them. No questions asked, even on day one. Or you can return them for free within 30 days as well. So there's no risk at all. And for our international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered as well. Shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the UK. Go to shadyrays.com. Use the code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Take your receipt to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. No essay things. What? <laughs> <laughs> no one says things. Oh, he's joking. <laughs> Somebody saved Malcolm in the screen. Oh my god. Um, but Malcolm and I were talking behind the stream. Are you okay? Holy shit. We were talking behind the screen. <laughs> oh my god. Um, that was something, but I mean, 
I'm playing Captain Insano in fantasy this week, and Jorge Mateo and Kyle Tucker are single-handedly tanking my squad. Uh, both of them are one for 11 on the week, batting 091. So that's a uh, combined 222 for 22 in fantasy this week. And I'm losing four, five to one in Roto. And thank God Malcolm's back. Holy <laughs> shit. What'd you do? <laughs> I told you, I'm, I'm like the, the old night has killed me. So I've got to be a sore throat. And this is what started the serial <laughs> chat last night was my cocoa pops mug. <laughs> my cocoa pops glass of water, which I've just been to get. Um, so yeah, sorry everyone. Uh, too much butter on my week the big scattering scene. Yeah, sorry everyone. That's that's the issue with the live show. You never know what's gonna happen. Who's gonna choke on live stream? I've been in terrible physical condition since Wednesday. Honestly, I've been an absolute mess. Um, I'm sorry for laughing, but holy shit! No, you're fine. It was just a bit of a tickly throw. But I normally have me me cutler on the go. But I uh, I've been and got it now, so we can. We can crack on, right? Where should we start? I'm going to have a look at... Uh, okay, 105 tomorrow. Uh, big game, big series. Tampa Bay Rays at Captain Insano's New York Yankees. Uh, two left-handed pitchers going here. Shane McClanahan and Nesta Cortez. The Rays are minus 130 favourites. Uh, the Yankees and Cortez plus 110. So McClanahan is 7-0 on the year. Pretty impressive, 176 ERA. Um, and the numbers don't lie uh, on McClanahan. It's hard to find um, any chinks in his armour, really. He, he flew quite close to the sun last time out against Baltimore. Gave up, um, I think it was eight base runners, but got out of it. Be because he's pitching so confidently, he could be... You always get the impression when he does get in trouble, he's got to pitch his way out of it. And he was getting double plays. He was getting the ground balls he needed to. Um, so, yeah, he's still walking a few too many. He's walked 20 across his seven starts. But, I mean, he's just been absolutely stellar. 326 ERA generally um, against the Yankees. But more recently, um, he's just been absolutely great. He's got five straight starts um, against New York with only one run given up in each. Um, on the flip side, Nesta Cortez is struggling. He's given up too many hits and walks. He's had multi, multi-home run games on the season as well. Uh, two and three with a 374 ERA against the Rays for his career. The big, the, the, the big decider for me, obviously I was kind of seduced by McClanahan anyway and was leaning that way. And then I looked at some of the, the hitting splits against left-handed pitching. Um, Tampa Bay are hitting 304 against lefties. I think they're uh, the top offense against lefties. Yeah, the New York Yankees are hitting 225 against lefties. Um, and I wrote under that, game over. That was what I needed. Uh, that was the nail in the coffin. Um, I was dancing around Tampa Bay, and then I saw that stat, and like I say, that was it. So, yeah. But I'm going to take them on the run line here. I think plus 130 for Tampa on the run line. They duffed them up last night. Was it 10 to 2, I think, something like that? Yeah. Um, we can see another game like that. Yeah, Tampa Bay on the run line. It's plus 130, no. So I listen to many podcasts and a lot of baseball podcasts, and they sort of just blend together. So forgive me, because I'm not going to be able to quote who I heard this from, but it's almost as if Nestor Cortez's shtick, I'm going to call it, like 
the messing up with the hitters timings and the, the, the fastball in the low nineties that just gets up and rides on you. And it's, it's just catching hitters off guard. It's almost like that trick is old and like teams have figured that out because to start the season here, it has not, like you mentioned, it has not gone too well early on. And with McClanahan on the mound with the Rays having the best offense in baseball, the best offense against left-handed pitching. And I actually think they're the best offense against right-handed pitching too. I'm going to take the Rays. There's no reason to not take uh, the Rays here. So um, the over for the team total for the Rays would probably be a way that I look at this game as well. Um, next uh, was a game you picked out, Noah, which was Cincinnati at Miami. Uh, Nick Lodolo against Sandy Alcantara. So tell us why you picked this one out. Yeah, Cincinnati plus 145 at Miami, who's minus 165 on the money line. This game's at 110 Eastern. Total of seven. Miami minus uh, Miami minus one and a half is plus 125. Cincy plus one and a half minus 145. In a day full of great starting pitching matchups, I ranked this one third. Nick Lodolo has only really had two really bad starts. In late April, they came against the Rays and the Rangers, two really good offenses. He had a 14.65 ERA in those two starts. The other five starts, he had uh, he has a three five. Uh, the other five starts this season, he has a 3.52 ERA, and on the season, he has 47 strikeouts in 34.1 innings pitched. The reigning NL Cy Young winner hasn't had the best start to the season either, but he does draw a really favorable matchup in playing the Reds in Miami, a, fa- uh, a pitcher's ballpark, not at the Great American Shoebox. Over the last month, the Reds have a 76 WRC plus against right-handed pitching, um, which is bottom ten, bottom five in the league. And surprising to me, when you filter the numbers over the past 30 days, the Marlins have the ninth best OPS against left-handed pitching. I think this is a really good spot for Miami, minus one and a half, because this is one of those scenarios when you say there is a reason why the Marlins are minus 160 here on the money line. So give me the minus one and a half. I think Miami can pull through. Yeah. Um, we, we like Nick Lodola, don't we? We've, we we've followed him. We, we talked him up as much as humanly possible. That 629 ERA um, is, uh, is ugly. Hopefully, I mean, there should be better days ahead for Lodola. Miami just... I mean, the Reds are only three games behind Miami. Um, and Alcantara has been disappointing. I think um, Alcantara might get a little boost from Yuri Perez as well coming up, as it happens, yeah. just kind They're of psychologically. Really yeah, just, um, yeah, compatriots and and obviously friends. Alcantara did the little video That's that cool. went out on socials. Yeah, that was cool when he told Perez that he was uh, coming to join the big club. So, um, yeah, it might just help, in, and I wouldn't put you off uh, that one at all. Um, Lane and Jake have joined the chat. Good evening, gents. How we doing? Uh, next game. This was my pick of the day, my dog of the day Ooh. here. Um, Chicago Cubs and the Minnesota Twins, 2-10 Eastern first pitches. Hayden Westneski against Joe Ryan. The Cubbies are plus 130. The Twins are minus 160. And... Uh, Hayden Wesneski, he's been absolutely top class. He's 2-1 and one on the year with a 3.93 ERA. He's got a 2.22 ERA in his last five starts. Um, he's not walking anybody, which is always a good sign. Um, in three of the, those last four games, it's been one solo home run that's kind of been the only damage 
inflicted on him. So, yeah, I've got a lot of faith in Westeski. Um, Joe, and Joe Ryan's been going along great as well, which is kind of what makes the price here on the Cubs. Um, 197 ERA in his last five, um, last five games started. He hasn't faced the Cubs since uh, 20, uh, 2021, but he was fine then. But the Cubs line up here, they're top 10 in most batting stats. They're actually second in OBP and third in batting average. Uh, They're hitting 283 on the road, which is right up there. And I think they've been really, really unlucky as well. They're 18 and 19 on the year. They're expected win-loss. And this very rarely deviates from where it should be in MLB. Um, Maybe at the end of the season, you might see a four or five game difference. They're 18 and 19 at the... Currently, their expected win loss is 24 and 13, which is a six game swing. Um, so, just give an average look, I think the Cubs are, are due to get some wins on the board. And this, I find this Minnesota Twins offense really quite fraudulent. They're um, batting average, Noah. Where are the Minnesota Twins? Have it, let's pop quiz. Well, knowing that they're really three true outcome, it's either strikeout, walk, homer. I think they're probably 210 team batting average it's 220 and it's 30th um in mlb <laughs> but they're 18th in run scored so the two things don't really marry up they've been hitting um low average um but somehow scored eight runs they're 30th in stolen bases they've only nicked 10 bags all year um we mentioned on the show one night last week that some teams just weren't really taking the stolen base thing seriously um with the numbers being way up um, so, yeah, I think they've been getting away with it. And I think that stops tomorrow because there's no reason why West Nesky can't limit them. Uh, so if West Nesky goes well, a little bit of average look. Chicago comes at plus 130. Uh, a great price here. Uh, Josh in the chat wants me to say, oh, bloody hell, uh, for some reason. Like, <laughs> <laughs> My accent's not really... Uh, not really primed for the old bloody hell. You need like a London accent for the old bloody hell to work. Um, but anyway, I've said it three times now. Um, how do you feel about the Cubs and the Twins tomorrow, Noah? So like you mentioned, the one worrisome fact about Wesneski is he's prone to the long ball, and that's Minnesota's offense. So hopefully he doesn't get tagged for more than one, but he has limited it to just one per start. Um, so that should be you know, a winning strategy here because the Cubs bullpen has actually been really good too uh, over the last two weeks. I think they're top five uh, in bullpen ERA uh, during that time span. So uh, I'm concerned about Wisniewski and the hard hit rate, but I think this is not a bad spot for a dog. Okay. It didn't sound very convinced now, but you know. <laughs> Joe Ryan's been amazing this year. He so, has, yeah. but the Twins can't hit. More nothing Cubs. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, my my second game here is at six ten Eastern. It's the LA Angels minus one fifteen at Cleveland minus one oh five. The total is eight and a half. The Angels are plus one forty six on the run line. Cleveland plus one and a half minus one sixty five. I have the starting pitch up and pitching matchup as the fourth best of the day. Reed Detmers versus Cal Quantrill at home. Quantrill at home is a top twenty pitcher in the MLB and Quantrill on the road is like a top 60 starter. Um, in 2022, Quantrill was nine and zero with a 3.28 ERA and 19 starts at progressive field. He threw seven scoreless in his last home outing against the twins of 
starters with at least 30 innings pitched. Reed Detmers has the seventh best stuff plus on his slider, which basically just means it's one of the nastiest sliders in the MLB. And that's a big reason why I loved him in college. And that loopy Kershaw looking breaking ball already with a no hitter under his belt. Detmers would need to just crash and burn for me to not believe in him. Um, Cleveland has the worst OPS against left-handed pitching. Um, over the last month with a 557 OPS and a 55 WRC plus league average is a hundred. So I like the angels money line and full game under eight and a half behind two of the top 10 bullpens over the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, Detmez feels a little bit like Nadolo is that we've talked about him a lot. I like a lot that. of height. Yeah. And then you look at his numbers and you think, oh, what's going on there? Why have you got a 510 ERA? Do better. Lodolo's um, like 680 right now. Um, yeah, so uh, Dylan, oh, Donald's joined the chat. Dylan, good evening. How are you doing? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's all very it's all very tricky with uh, with Reed Detmer. Still waiting for him to see it. Quantrill, I really liked Quantrill's last start at home. Did he get quite a long way into a no-hitter, I think? It was seven innings uh, scored yeah. small. I don't know how long of a no-hitter he had. But it was against the Twins, yeah, like you mentioned. But yeah, yeah, and his attitude was just something that impressed me during that game. And like, he seemed like a seemed like a nice bloke. Is what happened there. Uh, <laughs> right, okay, we've got two more games to have a look at before we move on, and I will tell you about. Oh, Talkify. Oh, dating. Yes, Noah. Um, life is full of what ifs. Um, so, what if you try something new when it comes? To dating, Talkify is a new way to meet other serious singles, help you find what you're looking for. Uh, confidence is the key when it comes to dating, but if you've struggled to find worthwhile connections, it can be difficult to feel your best when meeting new people. Talkify is the country's number one modern matchmaking service designed to help you achieve relationship success. The trusted compatibility specialists and select successful and compelling candidates. Um... They make the matches for you, select and screen them, plan your date, handle the communications, etc. Uh, take all the stress off you. And right now, Talkify is offering our listeners 20% off when you become a client at talkify.com slash SGPN. That's T-A-W-K-I-F-Y dot com slash SGPN for 20% off when you become a client. Talkify.com SGPN. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I don't go know. on, sorry. I thought there was a SGPN store ad in there. I don't know if there was, but just got a MLB gambling podcast hoodie in over the week. So there was, okay, but that's when I started coughing me ring up earlier on. Oh. Um, it was, I was going to do it. And then, yeah, after I was then turned myself inside out sitting here and said, <laughs> um, yeah, it's the one that asks you, it tells you, you have to, you have to tell the people what's your favorite thing to do in those mesh shorts. Um, which yeah. is sit and watch the telly because it's all I ever do. Go to a baseball game. Uh, on the telly. So, right. <laughs> the last game I picked was, um, and you couldn't get away from this. I don't think we could have not touched on this. Uh, um, the Padres and the Dodgers. Last night we handicapped um, Blake Snell and Dustin May, which I feel like I do every two days. And this time round, um, it is Joe Musgrove for the Padres and it is Julio Arias for the Dodgers. Uh, Musgrove, 1-0. I'll, I'll give you the lines first, actually. The Padres, plus 130. The Dodgers are minus 150. 
Uh, let's go over 1 in 0675 ERA. He's trying to settle in. This is just his fourth start of the season. Uh, he had a late start due to injury. And he's had one good, one average, and one terrible. Um, so, which one we're going to get tomorrow? We don't know. Um, his best one was his last one, uh, just on May the 7th, so last week. Um, in a home start against the Dodgers, pitched five innings, two hits, no earned runs, walked three, struck out five. Um, four career starts against the Dodgers has gone okay. 318 ERR with 26 Ks. He'll just be able to get a bit more length out of Musgrove as well as he builds himself up. Um, Arias has had two bad starts from seven. Um, he pitched in the same game as Musgrove last week. Five and two thirds, eight hits, two in runs, one walk, three strikeouts. But he's really only had one good start on the season. Um which was a start against Philadelphia. Apart from that, he's been very, very middling. Um, so, the Padres are hitting an awful lot better against left-handed pitching, a little bit like Tampa Bay we mentioned. Not as good, but they're hitting 262 against lefties, where they're just hitting 201 uh, against righties. So that's a big old swing. They're slugging his 429, which is a big number. I think they're getting better month on month as well. They seem to be heating up a little bit, the Padres. They're hitting two or three with runners in scoring position, which is horrible. That needs to improve. In fact, it's last in MLB, that two or three uh, risk average. The Dodgers are hitting better against right-handed pitching, and this month has been loads better than April as well. Everything here points to runs for me. Um, we need to see it from Musgrove, like you say, one good, one bad, one indifferent. So we need to see Musgrove put it together. And Arias um, just worries me against this San Diego Padres lineup. They were hitting lefties really well. Tours at nine, I wouldn't have minded it being just half a run shorter, um, but I will take that over anyway. Yeah, so <clears throat> these two pitchers, kind of different stories against these teams. Musgrove struggles against the Dodgers. His record's 0-6. Now, that's not totally on the pitcher, but you have to set yourself up or set your team up uh, for wins here. And that's somewhat of the record. The other part is uh, obviously scoring runs, but uh, if you're giving up runs early, you're not setting yourself up for the win. And in five of uh, three of his last five starts against the Dodgers, they've been all right. Uh, nothing too great. He's over six. Like I mentioned against the Dodgers with the three sixty seven ERA. So it's average. But then you go over to Julio Urias, who's six and one in his career with a 227 ERA and 62 strikeouts and 16 starts. Uh, sorry, not 16 starts, eight starts against the Padres. He's been stellar against this team, and he's only given up four runs in his last. Uh, he's only given up six runs in his last five starts against the Padres. So uh, definitely favor Julio Urias to maybe get back on track here against the team that he's seen really good success with against uh, in his career. Okay. Uh, you have one more game for us. You picked it. Uh, it's an eight. first pitch. It's the Giants and the Arizona Diamondbacks. And I will leave the Giants uh, pitcher for you to name because I know this is the only reason you picked him no, is because not. you re it is yes it is because you really <laughs> like his nickname and you wanted to say it I out do. loud so go on then so the Giants are plus 140 the D-backs minus 160 on the money line total is set at 8 here Arizona minus 1.5 plus 120 San Francisco plus 1.5 minus 130 
and I'm on the Diamondbacks here, and I actually like it even at minus one and a half um, for the plus money. Here's why. The offense has the best OPS against right-handed pitching over the last month with an 856, and parlay that with Zach Gellin, who's been one of the best pitchers in the MLB so far this year. Gallon is 5-1 and one with a 236 ERA. 64 strikeouts, only six walks, and 49.2 innings pitched. And I, I ranked this one fifth best pitching matchup of Saturday. Um, Anthony Discofani's on the other mound for the Giants, but I think he's due for some regression here. Tony Disco has a Great. 280 ERA. <laughs> He has a 280 ERA on the year, but his expected ERA is at four, and he's been get he's been getting hit really hard. 15th percentile for hard hit percentage against. So now he's facing the best offense against right-handed pitching over the last month. I think the regression comes here on Saturday. Give me the D-backs minus one and a half. Yeah, I agree. Tony Disco is a bit of a head scratcher for me because I like him in principle. Um, but he's one of these blokes I just always get wrong. If I start him in fantasy, he blows up. If I bench him, um, he'll pitch a gem. I'm the same when having a bet. And yeah, I've been quite sweet on the Diamondbacks all year. The, uh, the two games above 500, which is kind of where they need to be. Um, they yeah. can do some stuff late in the season, make a little bit of a push. So yeah, I'm all for that. Um, okay, so yeah, six games. Uh, we said we'd do another five or ten minutes now, and you had a look into... Um, some IL stuff. Was it Drew Rasmussen went to the IL today? Yeah. And that just turned you on to just having a look around some of the other injured lists and, and who was struggling and who might be coming back, et cetera. Yeah, so Drew Rasmussen just landed himself on the IL for uh, it's the 60-day IL with a flexor tendon strain, which is not a good sign. Um, it's one. The of thing those- is, you know Tampa Bay have got another five <laughs> Stellar rookies just not, sitting in the car waiting, like just in the car park. They literally have in. Taj and the miners right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, that's that's not a not a very promising injury for pitchers. It's one of the precursors for Tommy John surgery as well. Um, the IL is something that we don't really touch on too much on this podcast. We always hammer home starting pitcher matchups, and I try to cover the bullpen as much as possible, and then we we do like team offense stats, and um, we'll get into some nitty-gritty if there's really a stud performer on the offense, but a lot of times the injuries aren't really covered on the pod, and I felt like for a Friday pod, uh, we always try to touch on like trends and stuff. The IL is not a good, not a bad thing to look over here. So I pulled up the injury reports for some of these teams. And Malcolm, what do you say? Like two or three of the biggest injuries for each team here. It'll take us probably five minutes. You want to do that? Yeah, you go for it. You sent me a link to the Fangraphs article. If I open Fangraphs on my laptop, it just <laughs> dies. My laptop just refuses to entertain. Fangraphs is an incredible website. It can be just a little bit clunky, and my laptop—I've got like the first laptop ever invented. Mine's steam-powered. This laptop, uh, there's no way it can handle a FanGraphs website. So uh, you say things, and then I'll chirp in if I if I feel obliged. All right, sounds good. So um, first up, let's let's just put up sky for our boy Logan O'Happy uh, out four to six Ugh. months with a torn labrum. That one's tough. Uh, that was a sickening one. On it. Yeah. Um, Jose Suarez, uh, strange shoulder. He has no timetable for return. He landed on the IL for on May 7th 
Um, so yeah, that one is not very good either, uh, for them. And then Jared Walsh, he's on the 10 day IO with headaches and insomnia. So three names there for the angels, uh, to keep an eye on, on return or just to know in the back of your mind, Hey, when you're handicapping this team there without these guys, uh, for the Orioles, uh, a couple of, uh, bullpen guys here. Uh, Michael Givens um, is on the IL still with knee inflammation, 15-day IL. Um, he's had a rehab as- assignment in the minors. Same with Dylan Tate with a strained flexor. Um, he's coming off of that from the offseason. And Ramon Urias just strained his hamstring over the last week here. He's on the 10-day IL. Um, Boston, uh, let's look. Were you going to say something? I was just getting back to Baltimore. I, I did the show with no uh, with Dylan last night, and kind of had some concerns about the Baltimore starting pitching. Me too. Um, with it, what was the five oh eight ERA for the Baltimore starting pitching? And somehow they put a twenty four and thirteen record. It doesn't matter because I I locked up the Orioles under, and the main reason was for that starting pitching. The bullpen's like the complete opposite, polar opposite. They're really really good in the back end of the bullpen. So I well, think they, that's that was kind really of my point was because the, the that starting pitching, you're not getting enough length out of them, will yeah. eventually take its toll on the bullpen. Has to. Yeah. Um. We saw uh, they had the two saves against the Rays this week. Uh, Felix Bautista got the first one, but through. 29 pitches to get it. So they had to roll out yeah. Cano uh, the next night. So it's just, yeah. it, it's not affecting them now, but you go on a few weeks and if they don't start getting more length and better uh, production out of their starting pitch and this bullpen is going to be crying for help. Yeah, but I will say Dylan Tate and Michael Givens here getting ready to come back up will, yeah. should help. Um, so that's another uh, good thing to run through these injury reports is help might be on the way for that bullpen, <laughs> which may be getting taxed here a little bit too much early on um, for the Red Sox. Just sorry, um, Noah, just go ahead. Up, before we move on again, uh, Captain Sino mentioned Joe Adele for the Angels. Um, I feel like we, could, we just mentioned Nick Lodolo and um, who else did we talk about? Oh, Reed Detmers. Um, Joe Adele seems like another name in that category. Who you get always get like fantasy hype preseason and then just yeah. never ever happen. And then you see a you see a news article every two weeks that's saying Jordel's had five consecutive home runs or something. Is he coming back? So what do you know much about that? My opinion on it is he's just like in the ultimate bad position for an outfielder right now. He's blocked by the best outfielder in the game and Mike Trout and Hunter Renfro and right fields doing nothing to get taken out of that lineup. Really the only open spot I see is left field. But in, in general, I would think that he benefits more if the angels trade him. I think he's a really good for a player right now. And if he gets more opportunities in the MLB, maybe that changes. But that's something that the Angels here could use another starting pitcher. And Joe Adele is a great piece uh, on the trade block, I think, for the Angels here. Uh, Moving on to the Red Sox. Uh, The big one for them, it happened early on in the season, but we can touch on it again because he doesn't have a timetable for uh, return. He's eligible on June 9th to to come off the 60-day IL, but Adam Duvall has a fractured wrist. Um, And then here, Cutter Crawford has a strained hamstring. He's on the 15-day IL. That happened on May 3rd, so he's eligible for return on May 19th. And then uh, let's go with... Christian Arroyo. 
Um, utility player, 10-day IL right now, also a streamed hamstring. He's eligible uh, May 17th. Moving on to the White Sox, Liam Hendricks. Uh, he just had another rehab assignment, but I think he's coming up like this week. Um, yeah, we, we mentioned him last night on the show. No, we were yeah, expecting to see him any day, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm excited about Liam Hendricks. I stashed him on my fantasy team. <laughs> really, really excited for that. You do um, need some help. <laughs> uh, Eloy Jimenez, uh, this one's kind of big. He's going to miss four to six weeks with an appendectomy. Um, and then Jake Berger, who started off the season on fire, strained his oblique. So he's currently on the 10-day IL, eligible on May 14th for this upcoming week. The Guardians, really only two big ones. It's uh, Tristan McKenzie, which happened in the the preseason. Um, He's eligible May 26th to come off the 60-day IL. And Aaron Savali, strained oblique. He's on the 15-day IL. Um, I don't know what's going on there because he was put on the 15 day back on April 8th and he's been eligible for about two weeks. Uh, these young guns on the guardian starting rotation might just be keeping him down there a little bit longer. Um, for the tigers, Kerry Carpenter, big bat in the middle of the lineup. He still has a sprained shoulder. He's on the IL. Um, uh, I think a lot of these also are just, uh, Oh, the, the newest one for us is Spencer Turnbull. Um, with neck discomfort, he's on the 15 day IL, but nothing really else that's, uh, standing out here for the Tigers for the Royals. We have, uh, Kyle Isbell with a strained hamstring and, uh, that happened on May 4th. He's on the 10 day IL Ryan Yarbrough landed himself on the IL with a facial fracture after taking that comebacker. Um, so he's on the 15 day nasty, IL. didn't he? It, it did kind of. Um, and then the big one was Chris Bubich. Uh, he was a guy that was drawing a little bit of hype this season. Um, and one reason why I was like, hey, maybe this Royals pitching staff isn't too bad. He's out for the year with Tommy John surgery. Um, the Twins. Kenna Maia has the strained triceps. He's due to return at any point. Uh, right now, my light just fell over. Um but yeah, he's due to return at any point here. Caleb Thielbar, he was great out of the bullpen for them. Strained oblique. He's on the 15-day L- eligible May 18th. Um, and Tyler Malley, big one. Uh, Tommy John surgery uh, just happened like the last week or so. Um, but he's out for the year and for parts of next year. Um, the Yankees. <laughs> this one's this one's kind of crazy. Strained hamstrings for Josh Donaldson and John Carlos Stanton. Both of them. Could come back whenever. Uh, Insano may know a little bit more than I do on this one, but uh, their IL stints should be over by now. Oswald Peralta, uh, Peraza sprained ankle. Carlos Rodon strained forearm. No idea when he's going to come back. And he even he said that if this happened at like the All Star break, he might not even push it. Um, wait, no, that was Brandon Woodruff, I think. Um, sorry about that. Luis Severino strained lat. So five big ones there for the Yankees. There even there's even more of them. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's injury hell for the Yankees, the athletics, Seth Brown strained oblique, uh, that's been going on for quite a while. So he's on the IL, uh, Paul Blackburn making rehab starts in the minors due to, uh, uh, a finger injury. And then, um, a guy they signed to be one of their top 
arms in the bullpen. Trevor May is on the IL with anxiety, so that's not good. Um, the Mariners, Andres Munoz, strained shoulder. Um, he's eligible to return off the IL. Uh, something is extending that stint. Don't know what that is. Robbie Ray, uh, sorry, Malcolm, but he's getting Tommy John surgery. I know he treated you well two years ago. Um, yeah, and then Pen yeah I'm, I'm over. I'm over, over Robbie Ray. It's all in the past. <laughs> he cashed for you, and then yeah, just I've moved on. Go. Um, this one's tough, Malcolm, because he's on our TGFBI team. Tyler Glasnow, strained oblique. Oh. He was just pulled from that rehab start the other day. Not good. Might be extended a little bit more. Um, and the whole reason why we're doing this is strained flexor for Drew Asmus, and he's on the sixty-day IL now. Um, Jeffrey Springs, Tommy John surgery, Gert Clevenger sprained knee. He's on the 60-day IL. Um, it, it's it's just as tough for the Rays with the injuries, mainly to their pitchers, and they just keep going like nothing's really happened. The perseverity from this Tampa Bay team is much different than the Yankees who just keep complaining about the injuries, and they want to make it known. Tampa Bay, best team in baseball, plenty of pitching injuries. They're still doing just fine. The Rangers, um, Mitch Garver, sprained knee, 10 day IL. Corey Singer is making, Corey Seeker is making rehab starts in the minors. Um, and Jacob DeGrom with elbow inflammations on the 15 day IL. Um, Blue Jays, uh, not really too many to. Uh, keep an eye on two relievers for them. Adam Simber uh, strained upper back. He's on the 15 day IL. He's actually eligible to return this weekend and Zach pop uh, strained hamstring. So May 20th is his expected due date. Diamondbacks Carson Kelly fractured for him. We knew that in the preseason, but that's really the only other big one for them. Um, Kyle Lewis just, uh, maybe a phantom IL here. He, it's just listed as illness, um, and he hasn't been back up since early April. The Braves, Kyle Wright has a strained shoulder. He's on the 15-day IL. Max Freed, strained forearm. This one, this is the second time for him in, in like a month and a half, so that's that's tough news. Um, he's on the 15-day IL, but that one might go a little bit longer, just on my speculation. And the most recent one after that was Ari Adrianza with elbow inflammation. That's weird from a position player. But uh, the Cubs, Kyle Hendricks is making rehab starts in the minors, so they expect him to be back. But they're relatively healthy. Uh, the Reds, Joey Votto, he's also been pulled um, from rehab starts in the minors. I, I don't know what's going on there with Vado. Uh, Connor Overton has a strained elbow. He's on the 15-day IL. And uh, Reaver San Martin, uh, elbow stress reaction, 15-day IL, but he's going to be shut down for four to six weeks. Um, the Rockies, Noah Davis with elbow inflammation, but other than that, uh, they look pretty clean here. Um, Miami. Uh, Johnny Cueto is making rehab starts. He's getting ready to come back up here. Um, obviously, Garcia uh, with back tightness is on the 10-day IL, eligible to return this weekend. Houston, Michael Brantley, um, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, he had the sh shoulder surgery, and they haven't updated this IL stint for him. Uh, Jose Altuve, he's making a rehab start assignment, actually his first one today. Um, so that's good news for the Astros. The bad news is that 
Luis Garcia needs Tommy John, and Jose Arquiti is out maybe to the all-star break with uh, a shoulder issue is what I've heard. Um, the Dodgers, uh, Blake Trinan, shoulder labor, labrum. He's, uh, we knew that in the preseason. Um, Ryan Pepio, strained oblique. Uh, he's going to come back here in June, it looks like. But a lot of the other injuries for the Dodgers we knew of, so no new ones for them currently. Brandon Woodruff, strained shoulder. This is the guy that said that if it happened towards the All-Star break, he might be done for the season. So this one might be a little bit longer for them. Um, and, yeah, I think that's Garrett Mitchell, uh, my my NL Rookie of the Year pick. He's done for the year with a shoulder surgery there. Um, Washington, no new injuries here. Mets, uh, Jose Quintana with the rib injury. He's on the 16, uh, 60 day IL expected in July. Um, like we knew the Edwin Diaz one was tough. The torn patellar tendon. Um, he could be back for the playoffs and Carlos Carrasco and the minors, uh, right, Making rehab assignments right now. Um, with that elbow issue, uh, a couple more here, the Phillies, Ranger Suarez, elbow inflammation, Jose Alvarado, elbow inflammation, both those guys on 15-day IL. Um, to um, Actually, Ranger Suarez is making his first start in the MLB, I think, tomorrow. So I take that one back. I think he's coming back up for Saturday. Alvarado um, with that. Uh, 15-day IL stint currently going on. Vince Velasquez for the Pirates landed on the IL, IL with elbow inflammation. 15-day IL. O'Neill Cruz ankle surgery. He's expected to miss four months, um, so could be back in late August or September if they're still competing here. Tyler O'Neill strained his lower back. He's on the 10-day IL, uh, expected to return next week um, for the Cardinals. Nothing else really there. The Padres... Pretty healthy. They're just struggling. And the last one is the Giants. Brand Crawford strained his calf. He's on the 10-day IL. And Mike Yastrzemski's on the 10-day IL with a strained hamstring. Alex Wood strained hamstring. He's been on the IL for quite some time here, too. So uh, that's going to wrap it up. I felt that was good to just run through some of the IL uh, stints right now going on. Um and it's useful information to just keep in the back of your mind when you're handicapping these games. You're on mute, Mal. <laughs> God damn it. That's probably only my second one of the season, Buffoon. you know. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> Buffoon. Uh, yeah, no, uh, thank you very much for that, Noah. It was it was helpful. Um, Serial's uh, joined us late on Serial. How are you doing? Um. So, yeah, I think, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that is that. Um, I'm going to get myself in bed. Early start on the road to Leeds United in the morning, uh, going in Leeds for Newcastle. Now, you tell me, what would you do here, Noah? So, it's a big game, right, for Newcastle. Okay. Uh, we can clinch Champions League qualification with a win. Now, I, my record on the road following Newcastle is 1 for 32. Wow. Yeah, I know spectacularly bad so do you think I should risk going and risk the uh, the good fortune of my team um, or just go for the crack anyway what would you do how many games are left four 
Oh, and, and you just need one to clinch? No, we need probably two wins and a draw. Oh, wow. That's a lot of work. Oh, that doesn't help. Um, no, I know. What I was thinking was, I might go, and if we're not winning after 20 minutes, I might just leave. <laughs> you know, it is a long way to go to watch 20 minutes football, but I might oh, just yeah. nick off. If it's going badly, I might just go and wait outside. But yeah, then again, far. that might be enough as well. If I'm even if I'm just in the same city. Yeah, I mean, what's your what's your thing for it's not going well, I'm gonna leave. You're down to nothing. Or Well, exactly, it's too late then. <laughs> yeah, then it's too late in soccer. Oh, I don't know. T V D V J saying I can't go. Anyway. <laughs> one for thirty two. One for thirty two, yeah. Oh my god. Oh, Insano goes, How do you believe in jinxes but not revenge? <laughs> It is. Um, it's quite. Actually, this is quite a revenge game for uh, Leeds. Have got a new manager who used to manage Newcastle. Everybody hates him. Oh, uh, big fat, yeah, big fat Sam. He's a he's a buffoon. Um, so we'll be looking to get. To yeah. So it's a revenge game as well, Captain. Yeah. It's a it's a jinx game and a revenge game. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to get some sleep and uh, if you watch for me on the telly tomorrow, waving my uh, shirt out of my head. If we go tune it up, I will be on the golf course tomorrow morning. Oh, now nice. be watching soccer <laughs> get up at 3 a.m and watch this game in solidarity with me you'll still be up you won't even be I, in bed I yet still be up actually yeah, yeah you so absolutely be 3 a.m my time overall owned uh, 93 shots tomorrow for you oh um i haven't played since february i've i've been on a really bad layoff i just haven't been able to get out so it's i don't think that ma- that doesn't make any difference with golf i can just pick up a club one day and either do it or can't do it well i, I would say like on a good day like a, a sub 90 is what i aim for okay but so you're going the I you're taking the under 92 no no i can't i can't because i haven't picked up a club in like two months it's it's like just like in hitting like if you take time away it's it, it doesn't come back that easy oh mine does i mean i'm a naturally elite athlete like so things like that <laughs> what's funny about that an elite athlete i love it that's yeah not so i can just yeah but anyway <laughs> Right, well, you enjoy the golf. I'll enjoy uh, Leeds United. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll do possibly. what I did in February. I'll share my card. I'll, yeah. I'll update you. And maybe it's maybe it's going like more positively, maybe for my golf game than your game that you're going to. Who knows? I'll, I'll, uh, I'll maybe entertain you uh, with the bad score. <laughs> looking forward to it. Uh, thanks, Noah. Um, appreciate it. Thank you, everybody who was in the chat. Uh, always good fun. It was meant to be half an hour. This we managed to drag it out to fifty-one minutes. Hey, you know um, me. Uh, yeah, I know you. Yes, minutes for a podcast, I lead the league. Warned you how tired and grumpy I was at the start. Um, <laughs> so enjoy the rest of your weekend, everyone. Good luck with all your bets. Uh, we'll be back uh, probably on Sunday in some variety or other. Uh, but until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.